Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the LGBTQ News and Chat video cast live on Facebook. Okay, tonight's guest is Alan Gordon. He's a podcaster and creator of the Cycle of the Mind system, and he says that we can create any future we can imagine. Welcome, Alan. Thank you, Aaron. Very good to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. So I've gone over some of your podcast. And so I had some questions I, I put together. And one of them, the first one is, and I kind of put it together. I'm, I may have gotten it wrong. Oh, well, but you can correct me. Um, hate is the opposite of compassion. Yeah. Right or wrong? I believe that to be true. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, as, as I say in that particular podcast, we as human beings, um, we're polar in nature. We, we have two poles that constantly pull us in opposite directions. And the one pole that we have, the one instinct that we have is self-interest. Uh, we always want to take care of ourselves, make sure that we're taken care of, make sure that you know our needs are being met. And that's, that's the one thing that drives us. We always want something. We want something for ourselves. When a, you know, a, a, a one-year-old can you know, pull himself up on a chair and he can start walking around, the first thing he says, I want that, I want that. He can't even talk yet, but he can point. And you know what he's saying, I want that, I want that. If his big brother has something, I want that. We all want something. We all want something for ourselves, but we have an opposite polarity in our nature. And that's the part of our nature that wants to help other people, that wants to make sure that other people are taken care of. So, we, so we're living between these two poles. One of them is compassion, uh, you know, nurturing, caring for one another, making sure that the other person's needs are being met. And the other pole is self-interest. And when you get really self-interested, uh, that's where hate and anger and you know all of those negative uh, negative personality traits live on that negative pole. Okay. Well, the second question I have is: when a person in the LGBTQ plus community waits on others for the right time to come out, how is that harmful? Well, I don't know. I mean, each person, you know, everyone needs to make their own decision in life. I think that's important to understand. Uh, there is no wrong thing or right thing. Uh, and all of us, you know, I've never, never um, worked with the LBGT community or, or, you know, in particular. So I don't have any particular experience in this area. But I will tell you that each of us as human beings uh, struggles. We all are, are I use the word damaged in some way. Uh, either by our parents or by friends in society, by expectations and limitations. So all of us, in essence, uh, come into adulthood in some way damaged. And we each have to deal with different things. I can't even imagine what it would be like. I, I really can, and I, you know, I would love to imagine it, but it's difficult for me to imagine how difficult it must be for someone who is living in a society where, you know, if you're a male, you know, football and fighting and boxing, and these are the things you're supposed to be interested in. 
Uh, and if you're a female, you're supposed to be interested in dresses and dances and, you know, female things. I couldn't even imagine the difficulty and the pressure. But having said that, I really can imagine it because all of us are under pressure from our childhood and all of us have to come to grips with some shame, with some embarrassment, with something in our past that each of us has to get past. Right. Okay. Third question. Sure. Um, one of the things that people in the LGBTQ plus community have is negative thoughts. How is that harmful? <sighs> well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I put you on the spot. <laughs> That's one of the things that I talk about in the cycle of mind system is how our self beliefs get formed. And I think it would be helpful for everyone to really understand that. The way human beings are designed, and I've talked about we have a polarity, we're you know, pulled one way and pulled another way. Another very important thing to understand about the way human beings are designed is by the time we're two years old, certainly by the time we're three years old, 90 to 95% of our self-beliefs are formed. We can't even talk yet. We, we're still in diapers, and yet we've already made millions of decisions about our future. We've already decided who we're gonna be, how we're gonna be, how we feel about ourselves, all these things have all been decided in our infancy. And it doesn't matter how much you learn after you're two or three years old, it just doesn't matter because your self-beliefs are formed, they're like cement from the time you're two or three years old. And all you're doing after that is just living out those self-beliefs. So because we all have, so because we were just infants when we form these beliefs, we don't really understand our full expression. We don't understand our full capabilities. We may understand it as adults, but yet, our self-beliefs, which govern all of our behaviors, they govern our habits, they govern our thinking, our self-beliefs limit us. I, I like to look at it as like you're living inside a tent, like there's these two, these forces that are keeping you inside. These are your self-beliefs that, that formed like cement when you, were, when you were a child, just an infant. And breaking out of those limiting self-beliefs is the work that all of us really need to do. And when you feel something negative, when you feel, uh, you know, some limitation or some negative or self, self deprecation or any kind of negative thinking, it all comes back from very, very early childhood when your self-beliefs were formed. You're not even aware that you have these self-beliefs and yet they govern all of your life and changing them takes work. It just takes self-awareness uh, and a desire to change your life and you can completely transform your life if you transform the thoughts and beliefs that you keep in your subconscious mind. Well, I, I noticed one thing that, you know, and it, it, like, it was almost like a slap to the head. Um, it's like, that's me, uh, is when you were talking about catastrophic thinking, you know, like catastrophic uh, avalanche and right. catastrophic looping. Yeah. And, um, as a transgender person and having past issues, um, I tend to fall into both categories because I'm always, you know, um, that avalanche, you know, oh, oh no, this is going to go really bad. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to analyze every bad thing that could happen. But I also find myself looping back and thinking about the past all the time. And that 
tends to be an issue within the LGBTQ community as well. Yeah, that's a human issue. <laughs> so, so, so what happens is what the catastrophic. I actually identify uh, further on uh, in another course. I identify actually twenty four uh, negative mental habits, and the, the two biggest ones are the ones you mentioned: catastrophic avalanching and catastrophic looping. So, what that means is, if one bad thing happens, we have a tendency to just avalanche and just imagine all the other bad things are going to happen, and it's going to get worse and going to get worse, and you can't stop yourself. Because you can't, you just can't get, you, literally one bad thing happened and we get lost and swallowed up by this negative event. The other one is catastrophic looping where something bad happens, say you're at work and a bad thing happens and you're angry at someone and you just go on and on and on. Typically you see these things happen to you when you're lying down to sleep and you close your eyes and all of a sudden these thoughts just loop around in your head, the anger, and that reminds me of this, and I'm upset about that, and George, what a jerk he is, and you go on and on and on, and sometimes you can do this for hours, and then it goes on for days, and it goes on for weeks, but here's what's really interesting, Aaron. After, a couple, after about a week or so of looping around this negative racetrack, you're just looping over and over and over again, it diminishes and it gets absorbed into your subconscious mind. And so right. now you're not looping about it anymore. You're off on some other tangent. But if someone five years from now say, hey, remember George from work? Oh my God, I hated that guy. And you the loop, <laughs> it's, like, it's like all looping all again. It's because it's been buried in your subconscious mind. You're no longer aware of it. But believe me, you didn't forget a single word of your of your anger and your, your emotional loop. And what we do is we, we destroy ourselves. We just emotionally loop over and over and over again. And what I talk about in the course in happiness is you've got to snap snap you you have to first of all you have to be aware you have to be aware of yourself you have to be self-aware aware of your thinking and when you feel this happening to yourself you say hey wait a minute i don't want to be thinking about negative you know thoughts right now i want to think about positive you have to have a game plan and you have to get your snap your fingers and say i'm no longer going to be looping or avalanching i'm going to put my mind on my game plan i look at it as uh, you know, a uh, 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 million-dollar quarterback in the NFL. When when a hundred thousand people are booing at them, you know, they threw an interception and the whole game is lost, and a hundred thousand people are booing at them. That's got to be a tough experience. But if they're an elite athlete, they're not thinking about the boos. They're back on their game plan. They're over on the sideline saying, okay, what are we going to do now? Here's what we're going to do our next play. They've got a mental game plan. That they, that's, what, that's what these mental coaches do with these athletes. They give them a mental game plan so when things get negative, they can snap their fingers and get right back to their game plan, which is where, and what I talk about in the Course in Happiness, when you're negative, you want to get right back on thinking about the things that make you happy and, and doing the work that it takes to make yourself happy. Right. Does that make sense? Uh, oh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay, so next question is, how can LGBTQ plus people realize their full potential and live life fabulously? Yeah, I love that because here's the thing. I think everybody should live their life fabulously. Here, here's, here's, here's a mental image, okay? You, you, you have a dial. A ha call it your happiness dial. Okay, and let's say you're in a two. Well, until you change the thoughts in your mind, you're always going to be a two. You're going to be a two next week, next year, 10 years from now, because you've just built these habits and thought patterns. And that's pretty much what you've decided for yourself. But here's the thing. 
Here's a mental image. Picture the dial and just turn it from two to three to four to seven to 10 to 100. You can make yourself as happy as you want to be. You can make yourself as fulfilled as you want to be if you're smart about the right thoughts that you put in your mind. Everything that we experience our entire life is completely determined by the thoughts that we put in our mind. It's hard for people to accept that. It's hard for people, people think externally is the reason. The reason I'm unhappy is because of that and because of this and because I don't have money and I'm unhappy because of all the external reasons. That's the most difficult challenge that we have with people because the truth is external circumstances are not making you unhappy. It's your own thoughts in your own mind because just picture you're at work. I'm in one cubicle, you're in the next cubicle. Same job, same boss, same salary, everything's the same. I hate my job, you love your job. I'm miserable all day, you're happy all day. I hate the people at work, you love the people at work. It's not work, it's not the boss, it's not the salary, it's me. It's me that's making me unhappy because I'm not seeing the good things that you're seeing. Right. Okay, so um, for the next couple of minutes, I'm gonna let you loose on the LGBTQ plus community. Yep. Okay. Great. So first of all, first of all, I I, I love I, I I really love you all. I, I love um, and not because you're LGBTQ. I love you because you're a human being, and you're struggling. We're all struggling. We all feel pressure. We all feel stress. We all feel distance in our relationships. Uh, we all feel isolated. We all feel. Uh, you name it. We're you know we, we there's real pressures. These are very 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 real. You must. Pick yourself up by the bootstraps and decide that you need to put different thoughts in your mind. See, we're all out of balance, all of us. We're all rotating out of balance. 90% of what we do all day, we do by habit. We do because this is what we've always done our whole lives. These are the thoughts we think. These are the things we do. If you want to understand how deeply ingrained your habits are, if you're right-handed, tonight when you brush your teeth, Put your right hand behind your back and brush your teeth with your left hand. It'll be a, it'll be funny because you can't even figure out how to put the toothpaste on with your left hand. And then you'll, you'll brush your teeth. You'll hit yourself in the eye with the toothpaste. It's funny, but it brings up the point that everything you do without even thinking, 90% of what you're doing is based on habitual thought patterns, habitual physical actions. And what we need to do is wake ourselves up. We have to take ourselves off autopilot. And the, the benefit of, and, and I do that through self-awareness. You have to become aware of your thoughts, aware of your emotions, aware of how you impact everybody around you. Because let me let you in on another secret. People respond to you based on your energy and your vibration. If you come across super positive and compassionate and loving, people are gonna be super positive and compassionate and loving back. Just look at my wife, you know? I'm like, I don't wanna to talk to people. My wife, everybody comes and talks to her. It's not her or me, it's her vibration. It's the energy that she puts out. It's the way she feels about people and people pick that up. If you change the thoughts in your mind, and it isn't easy, changing your thoughts, changing your subconscious self-beliefs, changing your habits requires work. And most people don't want to do the work, number one, because it's difficult. Number two, because they don't see themselves as ever changing. They see themselves the way they are, and that's the image they built, and that's kind of the way they are. They're always going to be. And number three, it's because most people don't want to look inward. Most people want to continue to look outward for happiness. They want to look outward 
for acceptance and joy and happiness and prosperity. The truth is all of these things are inward. They're all states of mind. And until you do the difficult work of changing your mind, and that's why I have three courses. Uh, the first course is a course in happiness. That's the one, Aaron, that I, I saw you signed up for. And you probably watched some yeah. of the videos. So, so number one, we just want to put a new thought in our mind and see what happens. What would just happen if we just put happiness in our mind and we just turn the happiness dial up? Just what would happen, right? I could tell you for a fact, within seconds, you'll be happier. How did, the world is exactly the same around you. Nothing changed, yeah. but you changed. And the world got happier, you got happier. Number two, the second course is self-awareness. And that's where we really break people off of autopilot. That's the difficult course because you're disrupting decades of habits and self-beliefs about yourself. And in this disruption, you start to realize more about yourself. You realize more about your own body. You realize more about the world. Your body is constantly communicating to you, but 99.9% .9 of us, we've just ignored that connection that we have with our body. We have the, the, we've ignored the connection that we have with our own inner being, with our own life purpose. So the course in self-awareness allows you to expand like a funnel to expand your awareness so you start to hear yourself think. You start to see, actually feel the words. Feel the, if you're an angry person, you can actually start to feel the anger in your words. And you say, wow. And then what, what a shock, you know, people are angry right back to you or people respond to you in different, what, what a shock, right? But if you start to feel this, when you become aware of yourself, you start to feel your words, you start to feel the impact that you have on the energy around you, you feel the energy in your body. And then the third course, if you can master the second course and try to become self-aware, the third course is a course in enlightenment where we really expand our awareness into you know, really understanding how the energy around us works and all kinds of great, great, great things about expanding your potential. But the key, the key to happiness in life, there are, I talk about the happiness course, there are six keys, but and they're all very important. But one of the most important ones is to have a motivating life purpose. You've got to have a reason for being. And you know what your life purpose is. Everyone says, I don't know what my life purpose is. Well, just think back from the time you were two or three years old, all those decisions you made, all the things people told you you shouldn't do or couldn't do. You know, they told you, you have to go to college, but I don't want to go to college. I want to do woodworking. You know, whatever it was that was driving you, your body, your mind, your entire being was telling you what you wanted in life. And then everyone else in society is telling you not to do that, to do something different. We've got to get back to our life purpose so that when we wake up every morning, we have a real reason to live. And I would argue that your life purpose should be based on compassion and helping and serving other people, making other people's lives better. And if you could develop a life purpose where you're trying, just like you're doing, Aaron, you're trying to make people's lives better. Right, you something inside you compels you to do this. Right, I'm the same way. I do my even if I'm even if nobody was listening, even if I would still do it because I'm compelled to bring a message that will help people. Anyone who hears it will be helped, and that's exactly what you're doing. You're compelled from something inside you that motivates you to serve and to help others, and I and I really commend you for that. And I not only commend you for that, but I insist that every single person that's listening to this also find a motivating life purpose and find a way to help other people. Right. Now, the audio part of this um, podcast is going to be put on to the Anchor.fm uh, uh, podcast uh, later on once I figure out how to extract the audio. 
<laughs> um, and so the whole show will be available both on Facebook and on the podcast and later on it's going to be on YouTube as well um, so uh, now later on um, there's going to be exclusive videos and the exclusive videos you're going to have to become a patron on Patreon and that way you'll be able to get all the stuff not just one or two shows <laughs> the good stuff oh yeah the good stuff you know i may even have alan back on one time is real in-depth <laughs> it really picked his mind but and i'm gonna cut the i'm gonna end the broadcast so i can talk to alan privately and i hope y'all enjoyed the show and if you have any questions or comments later after the show is ended just shoot them to me and i'll shoot them to alan awesome sound good all right so 